0: You're listening to Disrupting Balance, the podcast, where we are busting myths and breaking balance. Hear stories from women who are pushing boundaries to navigate the decisions and changes that come with work, womanhood, and winning. I'm your host, Hanifa Barnes, speaker, decision strategist, and master imbalancepreneur. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Hope you enjoy... All right, so hello everybody and welcome back to another Disrupting Balance guest end of year check-in. Remember, season four is all special because it's on YouTube and guess what? I'm catching up with my guests who were here. They were top guests in the earlier part of the season and I'm excited that they said yes and came back. And guess who I have with me today? None other than Gisette. And Gisette will say her last name better than I can because I always mess up the R. Say your last name. She said Renteria. There we go. <laughs> Renteria. I'm working on it. And we've known each other a long time and I still haven't yeah. perfected it. <laughs> okay. But so, Gisette, I am glad you're here. You were on actually episode 15 in August, like literally two I seasons would. ago. I yes, am. That
1: was so much fun. Thanks for I having am. me again.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, so
1: how are here. things going? Things are great. Um, still chaotic at home, still with my babies. They're growing, they're healthy, which I can't complain about. Um, you know, we're living this crazy chaotic year, um, trying to get through it. Um, I know that since my episode aired, I was in the process of launching a blog yes. called Working Mamacitas, workingmamacitas.com. And I did do that, that launched end of August actually. So it's been a few months and it's been super exciting. Um, a great learning experience, but I love it. And i am I mean, I'm so excited to just continue doing
0: more. So let's talk about that because you are a very busy mom of two young children You have a very busy career in real estate and you still, you have a passion for makeup that you still dabble in here and there. And I know when we spoke, you were on the verge of launching Working Mamacitas and then you finally did it. So tell me, how did you do it? What made you push go and make it happen? And how do you do it and make the time for all of it?
1: Well, um, this year obviously has been a world win, world win. It's been crazier than ever in commercial real estate. I mean, you can only imagine what COVID has done to real estate and how it's affected everything. Um, as it relates to makeup, you know, it's been a year where I haven't been so busy. So many things got canceled. And mm-hmm. uh, so I just haven't really pursued a lot of work. So I use that extra time as an opportunity to really focus on my blog because it's something that I have been wanting to do for quite a, quite a, I mean, I've been thinking about it for at least over a year. Um, so I made the time, um, you know, you know what they say, when there's a will, there's a way. (laughs) So I do, I write a lot of my stories when my kids go to bed at night, or I wake up really early in the morning to finish them. Um, over the weekend, I dedicate some time to it, uh, but it's really fun. And it's it's something that I feel so motivated about and I believe and have had some really good feedback as well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I had an opportunity to read. And every time you post a recipe or something, I go in there and try to read and pretend that I can cook when, you know, <laughs> I don't really.
1: I'm not a good cook at all. Okay, I can't get good cupcakes, but <laughs> i a good
0: cook. Hey, look, we're kindred spirits. Okay. (laughs) Now let's talk a little bit. I know in the um, previous episode, you talked about mothers, mommy guilt, and you know, you and I are both mothers. And when you mentioned that it really resonated with me. And I know it's just been a few months since we spoke and mommy guilt doesn't ever go away, but talk about how you've tried to help yourself to kind of get through some of that
1: you know i constantly remind myself that i deserve the aspirations that i have for myself i i constantly have to self-talk um and remind myself that my life didn't end because i had children yes I, it added to it added to the spark and it added to the adventure but you know i am still allowed to have additional dreams and goals that don't have anything to do with my kids and or my husband mm-hmm. so um it's a constant battle. I mean, I feel guilty all the time. Even sometimes when I get up early to to work out, and you know, I hear as I'm walking into my garage, and I hear my son crying. I think, should I go back upstairs and grab him, or should I let my husband take care of it, take care of him, so I can get my workout in? Um, so it's a constant battle, but it's you know, it's more like self talk, just self talk, because I think all mothers deserve it, and mm-hmm. I think all mothers should be entitled to pursue other things.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I would definitely agree. I mean, it's the self-talk and a lot of other factors. Do you find that you reach outside of yourself to like support unit circles? I know you have sisters or therapy to help you get through some of that, or are you still doing it all internally on your own?
1: No. So actually, I did start therapy a few months ago. Nice. Um and that has really helped yes. the therapist that I see. She's more, um, she really teaches more like meditation, mm-hmm. self-talk, affirmations. And that really is helpful. Obviously, I still have my village of sisters and friends mm-hmm. who I go to. Uh, you know, my therapist isn't there 24-7. Right, right.
0: That <laughs> so would be expensive. Okay. I know, I know.
1: <laughs> so I do have my village, my sister's friends who sometimes if I just feel like I want to vent to, they're there. Um, but you know, another thing that I, another area where I feel like I've, I've given myself, I don't want to say free therapy, but in a way of like, just allowing myself to feel um not guilty or feel like we're all in this sisterhood is in my blog, I have this, um, I have a section called uh, the mamacitas, which Mm -hmm. is basically where we tell stories of other moms, of other working mamacitas that are out there doing whatever it is that they're doing in life. They're working, raising kids and have careers. Mm -hmm. And um, every month I feature a new mamacita and So, you know, I send her a questionnaire, she answers it. We interview, I interview her, add to her responses, elaborate. She elaborates on certain things that I have questions about. And then we start writing and then I start writing a story. And to be honest, I feel like it has done so much more for my soul than I ever imagined. Mm -hmm. I really thought that I was just gonna write these stories. They're gonna feel good. People are gonna like them and we were gonna move on. Well, I pretty much cry every single time (laughs) I finish the story and I read it, I start to cry. And then it has changed my perspective so much because I feel like I am allowed to walk in somebody else's shoes Mm. and really live the life that mm-hmm. we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And it just is a reminder to like, stop what you're doing and like, be a little bit more grateful mm-hmm. or, you know, allow, I, I, you know, I don't know. It's just such, it's been such a fulfilling.
0: Mm-hmm. Experience. I, I totally understand what you're talking about because I feel the same way when I get the opportunity to talk to women on the podcast and right around the time, a little bit after I started the podcast, I also went into therapy and kind of that, you know, alignment of meeting these women and hearing their stories and also unfolding in therapy has been just an amazing experience for me. You know, it's been wonderful, wonderful. So I'm grateful to you and all of the guests for that. So I totally get it. So if someone wanted to be featured as a working mamacita, where would they reach out? How do they contact you? What do they do?
1: So um, you can go to Mm workingmamacitas.com and um, there is a contact us feature um, that you can get to and just send us a message. We are currently looking for featured mamacitas. We are not, um, we do not, judge based on gender, race, anything. Wow,
0: good. <laughs> we're, looking
1: for, we're looking for different stories. I mean, yeah. right now, since um since we just started and it's only a once a month feature, we're um I'm trying to be selective on certain stories because I kind of want to feel like last month I featured well in November I featured a woman who's a single mom and she's been, you know, she's she's going through divorce after being with the same person for 20 years and now mm. she's raising her three young children by herself mm-hmm. then um, we featured a mom who is a can- who was a cancer survivor and um the month of december we are featuring a mom who experienced loss in the form of miscarriage multiple miscarriages oh wow so um so there's you know stories that are specific to, you know, like the internal globe of being a mom, but Mm -hmm. we're always looking for stories. Uh, There's some specific, but even after that, you know, I think that every story is worth telling. So yeah, bring them on, please. I am open to um, talking to any, any mom that is willing to share her story. One thing that I found is for me, I think I found it a little bit easier to share my story, even through my doubts, because I was hoping that maybe it would just touch what a few people. Yeah. Um, What I found is that for some women who maybe have never really thought about sharing their story and have agreed to do it, how personal it is Yeah. and how like how much maybe baggage they were still carrying around they were able to release Mm -hmm. so it's i'm willing to share any story that anyone is willing to tell
0: Mm -hmm. good for you so let's go back to um talking a little bit more on the therapy side and thinking about culture um i am you know i'm african Mm -hmm. And in the African culture, and I don't want to generalize, I know growing up in the culture I grew up in, getting therapy was considered like taboo. It was like not a good thing to do. And you were looked at like something was wrong. You were a crazy person. And now I I think there's been a shift, but even still I haven't told my parents I am in therapy because they think something's wrong. How was it for you, your feelings around therapy as a Mexican American and your family and culture, how is it for you?
1: Well, it's very traditional Mexican household. Mm-hmm. We were always told that we do not tell our problems to anyone else. Problems yes. do not leave this this house. <laughs> yes. um, so it was something that maybe growing up I did when I would hear people going to therapy, I would think, oh, well, what's wrong with them? Right. Are they look crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, why are they going to therapy? Um, but I really felt that, so I, I really pursued therapy because, um, I suffer from anxiety mm-hmm. and I felt that my anxiety was starting to kick, a, to kick in a little bit more for some reason, just mm-hmm past year. And, you know, 2020 has just been like a crazy year where I feel like it has allowed us to just pursue things that we were, you know, always putting on hold. So I decided to um, pursue therapy and, um, and I didn't really care at the time. I think everybody knew that, well, not everyone, but my family, my parents, my husband, knew about my anxiety. And I think they were more excited that I was mm-hmm. actually going to talk to somebody that will, that would help me mm-hmm. and think she's crazy. Why is she going there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents definitely, I think they were very supportive, extremely yeah. supportive.
0: And your parents have always seemed to be that type of unit for you um even the times years ago when I would come around I guess whatever perceptions I had were not what they were they were just really just open and just great people you know
1: yeah I think that they've you know it's so funny because they're so traditional maybe my dad is well they're both super traditional my dad has always been more quiet Mm -hmm. never really had much to say Mm -hmm. um super traditional though but never really got involved like to this day they don't get involved in our marriages they will not give us an opinion unless we ask for it they will not say anything at all when it comes to our marriages and they've always been that way so i think in that sense my mom has allowed herself to be open to learn things that you know us as new generations and her daughters are learning and um, she she truly doesn't judge us.
0: Mm. She
1: just She listens and she gives us her opinion and she's there to support and she'll lend a helping hand whenever she can. But it is something that I appreciate so much about is that we've never really, well, as adults, I would say, because younger, it was very different. But as adults, we've never really felt the pressure of like, what are our parents going to say?
0: Wow, that's a huge, huge blessing. Because I know a lot of people, especially people who have parents that are uh, immigrant parents or of different cultures, they feel pressure about what their parents are gonna say. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a good thing.
1: I mean, I still sometimes walk around and do things and think, oh my God, if my mom would knew that I was doing this, she would, <laughs> she would hit me with the chancla or something. Right? <laughs>
0: I think the same thing too, isn't it crazy? You're a good and grown woman thinking, oh my gosh, my mother's going to think this if I do this.
1: I still do. But when it comes to like real life issues they're they've been pretty open about things.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really great. And so how do you find that dynamic growing up plays into your own marriage? Are there just things you recognize that you pull from your parents, that you bring into your marriage, that make it work? Um,
1: I think that certain things do make it work. One thing that, you know, I realized in, um, in everything when it comes to marriage and especially having kids is, you know, two people. So like my husband is not Mexican. He's mm-hmm. Latino, but he's not Mexican. Mm-hmm. So he comes with his own beliefs and standards as to raise children. Whereas I come, you know, there's similarities, but there's also differences. And Mm -hmm. then I come with my way of supposedly doing things because that's what I learned. Um, So in that sense, I think that it makes it a little bit more complicated and more complex. But with what I've learned from my parents is, you know, You kind of just try to stick together Mm -hmm. and and make it work Mm -hmm. and like figure it out my Mm -hmm. parents always kind of figured it out because they were raising five kids i'm sure it was expensive you know i kept myself wondering how my parents raised us like on minimum wage salaries Mm -hmm. and but they always made it work and they never allowed us to see probably the hardships that they went through. So my husband and I on the, in that sense, we really try to stay on the same page when it comes to that as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know for me too, my husband is not uh, African. Um, He's American Mm -hmm. and we brought very different, you know, perspectives into a relationship Mm -hmm. based on our own upbringing you know, and we just had to, like you said, work through it and just find that common ground because, and I found the common ground was not only just the relationship, but raising the children, you know, that's how we would make sure we always aligned. We we may not have aligned on other personal things, (laughs) but when it came to the kids, we would have our pre-talk first. So that way they couldn't kind of attack from different sides. Right, fit right. us against each other because they will try. <laughs> I know. I,
1: I, my little five-year-old is always like, hmm, what's daddy going to say? Exactly. What's mommy going to say? And how am I going to get around this? Yeah, I
0: know, I know. It's the best, which is great. So we're going to move into our quick fire questions. I mean, not really, but I call it that because it sounds really nice and catchy. But it's okay. just a quick question. Okay, so what, well, first of all, you got to follow Gisette on, uh, on Instagram, I call her Gisette. I'll put all of that in the notes. But in, on her Instagram, she shows all these beautiful, beautiful outfits in her beautiful mirror that I just love. <laughs> you. I didn't know you noticed. I did. That mirror is everything.
1: Okay. I love my mirror.
0: Oh my gosh. But what is your favorite piece of clothing? The thing you put on and you feel like, boom, I'm ready to go.
1: So I used to love wearing suits. I don't really wear suits as much anymore just because I feel like, you know, my work environment doesn't call for it, but I love putting on a dress with Mm -hmm. heels Mm -hmm. or I also love what I've been into is like high-waisted trousers, kind of like flary on the bottom because I'm short. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it gives me length. Mm -hmm. So lately um, that's kind of what I've been. Um, into is high-waisted trousers with pointy stilettos mm-hmm. and like a top, to, probably just like this one with a little bit of a high collar.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and that's kind of what I'm. what my go-to is. I love it. I feel comfortable in it and I feel confident in it.
0: Oh yeah. That sounds perfect. Perfect. So what is your favorite guilty pleasure food? Oh gosh.
1: So I love <laughs> I love sweets. I love like sweet bread. Uh, oh, yeah! is I love that
0: something cupcakes. you
1: make? So like I'll bake cupcakes and I'll have cupcakes, uh, which by the way, there's an horchata cupcake recipe on my blog, which those cupcakes are absolutely delicious. Okay. So those are, when I bake them, those are guilty pleasure. And um, I also like chocolate.
0: Mm. Yeah, me too. I know that's why I can't get this waste where I need it to be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. What is the one story you would love to tell on your blog?
1: Other than my featured mamacitas?
0: Or maybe it's a featured mamacita who has a certain story. What would that story be that you'd love to feature?
1: Um, I can't pinpoint that because I feel like everybody's story should be told and I want to be fair, but, um, on working mamacitas, there is a story, um, just any story related to like career advancement. Mm -hmm. Um, I found, I find that I've learned so much going through the process of, if you want to call it climbing the corporate ladder. I don't want to see it that way, but, um, there's so much that you don't know when it comes to, you know, how I hate to say this, but I truly believe that appearance matters and not necessarily where you have to you know, be the skinniest person or, uh, you know, have the best makeup on, none of that. It's just more the way that you carry yourself mm-hmm. in business. I feel like it matters. Um, I feel like confidence, you know, learning that confidence that it takes for you to develop the relationships with people. Yeah. Um, anything related to career that can help women um, women in power like build careers mm-hmm. i think those are things those are stories that matter and i have released um some posts on it there's a post called nail the interview
0: mm-hmm. where oh, yeah.
1: um, where i noted a few tips and tricks that i've learned along the way that are maybe just a little bit you know some are common and some i feel like people don't think about it mm-hmm. but i've learned it because i've gone through the process so many times <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that I feel like I was, I, you know, I'm able to take those risks and not feel shy about them. So mm-hmm. things like that, because ultimately, you know, working mamacitas is about women empowering women.
0: Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. So you, you were makeup artist like a full-time makeup artist a while back where you were actually what? working on sets, movie sets. Yes. 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 What was, who was one of the most popular celebrities you've done makeup on?
1: So it's funny, I tell this story because I used to, for some reason, I would always get jobs doing music videos on, like,
0: rappers. Hmm.
1: And it's so funny because I was always assigned to the main act. Okay. Um, There was Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube. And so here comes me, who (laughs) is not, (laughs) anyway, like, really... Too into like the hip hop. I mean, yeah. I hip hop. I grew up to hip hop, but it was. I mean, it's so funny because there I was, right next to them, and so and it was just so awkward, but it was so cool.
0: Wow, yeah, it was, yeah. So you had to put their makeup on, or I guess, or powder or something.
1: Yeah. So I so when I did Snoop Dogg, that he did, it was a music video for Snoop Dogg. I was with them the entire day. Um, and yeah, I had to make sure that he stayed camera ready, no shine. Um, it was fun.
0: That's cool. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Last question. What is your favorite or most used affirmation right now?
1: Um, one of the things that I tell myself every day is I deserve Everything that I have, and I will welcome the abundance the universe has to offer with open arms.
0: Wow, that's wonderful. And I am so happy that you joined me. Thank you. I know this was so fun. I feel like I, we were having a whole phone conversation I without know, even the video.
1: <laughs> I know it's always so great to chat with you. I sometimes I think back at where we started and how we met and I actually yes. recently told my husband like Hanifa and I what was it over 20 years ago yeah worked for financial advisors yes. were right next to oh, each yes. other yes. We would yes. talk about all of our goals and dreams yes. about becoming oh. a makeup artist and you becoming an actress and it yes. it's so it's just it's come full circle it's so awesome to reminisce on those memories
0: and I I love it because I'm not someone who's good at keeping in touch yeah and so I just feel so blessed to still be in touch with you because some of it was you reaching out and sometimes it was I remember one time you reached out were you in New York I can I was I I think you reached out to me I don't think we connected but you still reached out you know (laughs) but so I feel really blessed to still be connected to you, knowing our history and our experiences. It's, it's been really good. So I'm grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for stopping you. by on short notice.
1: Oh, no worries.
0: And I'll go ahead.
1: No, anytime. Yes. I have to stop by and say hello.
0: Yes. Good, good, good. So I'll put all your contact info, especially for the Working mama Mamasita's blog, in the notes. Yes, and please. For those of you watching, thank you so much for watching. For those of you listening, thank you for all of your support. Grateful to have you here. Please tune in for this episode with Gisette Renteria. You will love it. Thanks again, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Disrupting Balance. To learn more about how I'm in Disrupting Balance, Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Disrupting Balance. You can also check out my website at www.disruptingbalance.com to get podcast updates and news from the Balance Disruptor community about how you can become your very own master and balancepreneur. Talk soon.